unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. All right. So, um, I was at work a few weeks ago and a discussion was had and, uh, there was a comment made about knowing your role and, um, you know, staying in your lane. So it kind of gave me an idea for something to talk about, um, this evening, which is the lost art of staying in your lane knowing your role, and shutting your mouth. And what that involves are people that we've all dealt with in this business, people that do not have a title, people that aren't above you, um, in some instances may make the same or less than you, feel like they're your boss and everybody else's boss. And, you know, it's we've all dealt with it. But one thing I wanted to touch on is how they get there, how they become that way. Now, you know, for a lot of us here, you know, watching, we've been managers. All right. So, so we, you know, in the retail industry, you're trained and you're punished if you, if you don't do this, you're trained to know what's going on in your building all the time. They expect you to know what's going on in your building when you're not there. But part of that is kind of having your ear to the ground on what your associates are saying and and what they're doing. So what tends to happen is you get people that it's kind of like raising children in a way. You get people that have bad behaviors and you don't discipline them. So they grow up thinking, oh, all these bad things they did were okay. Well, guess what? you know, you're kind of partly to blame. You, you, you let them continue to do these things and they eventually, eventually feel like, Oh, it's okay to do this. It's okay to be this way. Same thing happens in business. You know, you, you have associates that, you know, some are introverts, some are quiet, you know, you've got a lot of people that do work, but you have from time to time, a handful of people that have this self-importance that they feel like that they're over you and that they're even over, you know, if you're not a store manager and you're just working and you are observing this, they think that they know more than the person in charge, which nine times out of 10 is never, never the case. So what happens is these people get so wound up in this stuff and they're never put in their place, right? And their ego gets bigger and bigger and bigger. No one puts, no one keeps them in check. So what happens is eventually this thing snowballs and you wind up dealing with people who act like they're your boss and even have the balls to go all the way to the top and start speaking to them about things that, you know, seemingly makes them think that they know more than the person that's in charge and has been in charge for years and has more experience being in charge, et cetera, et cetera. And it causes a lot of problems. But the issue is if you don't recognize it early on and put a stop to it, they're going to continue to be that way. And it's going to get worse. And I don't consider myself 
and I've never considered myself a, a mean manager. But the meanest thing I ever did to an assistant manager ever was at Jesus's craft store and my co-manager was getting a little out of hand and, and it was public humiliation too. You know, I'm, I'm really kind of an asshole for doing this, but it needed to be done. And if he wouldn't have said something that he said amongst the staff, it wouldn't happen. So I took a pencil in the break room while we're all there and I drew a circle in the floor and I asked him to stand there. And he stood there and he looked at me he was like, okay, what's this for? I said, now you know your place. And you have to do that with these people. You have to have hard conversations. You have to pull them to the side and say, look, I appreciate your passion for what you're doing, but you are not in charge. You do what we tell you to do. Quit telling everybody around you what they need to do. Above your pay grade, not your job, stop. Because it causes dissent amongst your store. It becomes like the north versus the south almost. You've got a group of people running around discrediting work that other people are doing because this group's been allowed to just run <laughs> and do whatever they want to, like the wild, wild west. And there's no ramifications from it. And then if you don't stop them, and then they get shot down on something, they get all butt hurt about it and you know, causes more issues. And it's something that all kinds of businesses deal with. It doesn't matter if you're a department manager. It doesn't matter if you're just two associates working in a department and you have a department manager. That person, you know, these are the same people that walk around saying, hey, this person's a shitty manager. Well, okay. Um, what qualifies you to be able to say that? And it's just ridiculous. Thank you, Micah. I tried to be the best manager. You you would have missed that one. That one was when I was in the other store, when I was in Ackworth, not when I was in Austell. <clears throat> What's up, Brooke? Uh, Irish says, what's worse is when they are like that because they're friends with someone above your head. Um, yeah, that that's, that's even worse. Now, I, mean, I, I haven't had a lot of situations like that. Um, and, th and this sounds kind of funny. Uh, one time somebody said this to me and it does make sense, even though you try to be a good manager, right? Um, <laughs> um, this person said, my staff is under the impression that this is a democracy and it's not, this is a dictatorship. Um, yeah, that's the way it should be. Uh, but you can do it nicely, mind you. But I, I just have a problem with um, people act your wage. Thank you. Thank you. That's very good, Mad Dog. Uh, but it's, um, I don't know. It's just one of those deals where it causes more problems. And if you let it continue unabated and, 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 and you don't, you know, put a stop to it, it gets really, really bad later on. These are the kind of people that if you let it go on too long and then you finally have enough of it, you could finally pop and snap on these people and then they wind up walking out at a really bad time of year or something like that when you really need them. So, you know, my advice to everybody is if you're a manager and you see this, man, you nip it in the bud as, as quick as you can because it causes so much issue. And the other thing that you find historically across the board with these kind of people 
if you go back behind them and, and analyze their work, um, it's it's not stellar. Okay, it's it's their work doesn't even stand alone enough to back what they're saying. It, it is a whole rules for thee, not for me kind of thing. And it's just like, come on, man. You know, if, if, if these people think that they're so good and, and they know all the answers and, and they can just, you know, run up to the front of wherever and run whatever business, but you go back behind them and their quality of work's not that good, it sounds a whole lot more like ego and maybe fear that they're being outdone. So, um, welcome, Kanoa. Uh, Flame Tag says, I've had a few who have straight up told me they could tell me what to do because they were friends with a manager. And that is when you shut that shit down. Absolutely. And uh, it's terrible. So, you know, Mad Dog, I know you said that you had dealt with something like that today. So you guys kind of share your stuff that you've dealt with in the chat and we'll go over it. But I just feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. I think when you let the inmates run the asylum, basically, you're you're in for a long road. And it's only going to call, even though you, you may try to ignore it or whatnot, um, quinoa. Hey, I learned something. Awesome. Um when it gets out of hand, it just gets worse. And sometimes, sometimes you can't put, you can't close Pandora's box back, you know, once it's open. So it's best to take care of it immediately and, you know, keep that from happening because it causes strife. It causes drama. It causes unnecessary competition, unhealthy competition. This shouldn't even be there to begin with because most of the time, these people that are doing this, you're all on the same team. It is like, and you look back at it, sometimes or you look at the situation as it's unfolding you're like who the hell do you think you are i mean like people take it way too serious way too serious it's just retail guys you know it's we're we're not curing cancer we're not sending men to the moon or women to the moon <laughs> we're, we most of the time even as a manager you're a glorified stalker all right so well i mean why people get so up in arms over stupid little things is amazing to me. Um, let's see here. Mad Dog says, had an associate with two years of work experience tell me I should have done something a certain way and then called me sweetie. Knowing you, boy, I bet that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> Those back rooms got to look good. They sure do because customers shop there, right? all the time you got to clean them all sorts of stuff but it's uh yeah it's a little um it's a little disheartening because you're all supposed to be in it together and the whole goal is we all know you know stores have a bunch of moving parts and a lot of times, depending on what your role is, you're a cog in a big machine, and as you move, it feeds the next part of the machine that moves on and on and on and on. And that's the way it works. I mean, that, that's, that's really how, how the business operates. And when you get people like this, the machine starts to break down. And when they break down, not good. Um, blame tag says I should find that Terry guy and tell him to F himself. I got transferred to a theater. I did not want to go to because he told his manager friend to transfer me instead of him. 
Yeah. That, now, see, that's another thing, too. And you kind of, this is kind of a sidebar, but when we see all the discussions about don't discuss your pay, even though we know it's legally protected, that you can discuss your pay at work, okay? It might not be the right thing to do in some situations, but it's perfectly legal, and nobody can can get on to you for it. But part of the reason why that's protected and why that's there is kind of like just what you mentioned, blame tag, to make sure you've got people that aren't making more money just because they're the buddy of the boss kind of thing. And that that is a problem. Um. Hero says, do you all ever find those people are ever team players? Um, most of the time, they're a team player for a little team that they've built themselves. It's not the whole team. It's looking, you know, looking out for the boys, so to speak. Um, yeah, there's a couple of people that are team players, but yet are still lone wolves. Well, lone wolves... I mean, are they causing drama? I mean, are, are they acting like your boss or, or they just kind of keep to themselves and, and keep it moving hybrid, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an issue. All right. And no one likes to yell at people and no one likes to get people upset because, you know, you're unfortunately the way business is, you know, especially now in this time, it's hard to keep people happy. All right. It really is. But you know, you can't just let people run around trying to run roughshod over people just because they think they're special and they're not. And, and, you, and you really do have to stop it. If you don't stop it, the end result later is going to be far worse than what the result would have been early on if it had been handled. I know uh, an example, at one time I was dealing with a situation where there was an employee that felt like they were my keeper for some reason. And, uh, I was having a conversation with a manager and, uh, it was a private conversation and this person went searching for me and I found out about it later. I'm like, what in the fuck? Right. So when I transferred out, you know, when people were asking why I wanted to do that, one of the reasons was, that person there and I was told well well you know we just all ignore it and my response was well that's great we can ignore it but the problem is you allow the behavior to continue and that's where a lot of this also ties in you just ignore it okay out of sight out of mind until it blows up in your face you know and a lot of times these people that you're dealing with to do this, you find out later they're not exactly mentally stable. So there could be problems as well. Uh, Mad Dog says her first day on a register, she said corporate needed to fix something she didn't like. <laughs> okay. Uh, Russell says every store has an inside team. Yes. And it's okay to have inside teams, but they need to play nice with the other teams. Period. Uh, Blame Tank says the staff couple of people who were fake bosses when I started, and they were definitely only on their own team. Yep, that sucks. Um, Iris asks, in your experience, do managers favor these guys? Do they get promoted? Hey, there, there's a lot to be said for the good old boy club. I mean, that's really a thing. <laughs> I mean, there are stores out there all across the industry 
um, that that's what they do. They, 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 they build a clique. Those are the ones that get preferential treatment as far as time off, uh, schedules they request, whatnot. You know, it's these little cliques. And yes, unless a district manager comes in and puts a stop to it or something, yeah, they get promoted. And sometimes the district manager is part of that good old boys club too. So it's, it's, I mean, I, uh, Mad Dog, I, I think a perfect example of that is the, uh, uh, you know, at home. I mean, that click there, that, that was, that was thick, man. <laughs> thick. Um, Hero says, wonder if they ever get tired of the BS. Who? Who gets tired of the BS? Just curious. Um, Blame Tag says, Irish, in my experience at the theater, yes, but at my current job, no, they don't tend to move up. But that might be more the fact that not many manager positions have popped open. Okay, yep. Um, <laughs> Irish says, promoted to the point of incompetence, the Peter principle. Nice, nice. Um, Mad Dog says, had one of these when I worked at Dots. The assistant manager was conniving and I was pissed I got the position she and was pissed I got the position she wanted once I was gone and she still didn't get her way. She walked out on them on a Saturday. <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta cut your losses. You know, it's like if you lose somebody because you just can't rein them in, I mean, what are you really losing? And 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 can you do something creative within your whatever situation you're in to compensate? Most of the time the answer is yes. You know, you can, it might not fit the mold and you might have like a temporary issue, but, um, you know, you, it, it happens. It really does happen. Um, but, and, and it, and it's not specific to, to any segment of retail. It's not, you know, it could be a hard lines based business. It could be a grocery store. It could be, be a drug store. It could be, you know, a clothing store. There's just people out there that have this self-importance about them that, you know, you may not notice it when they come in. Lots of times, managers, when they hire people like this, they look at it as a go-getter attitude, and they're like, hot damn, I got somebody who's, who's, who's ready to go. And they get in, and they just, they're like a wrecking ball. They're just like morale maulers. I mean, they just kill you know, the good people in the building, because eventually the people that they're doing this to, a lot of them may be good employees. Some of them might not be. I mean, whatever. And it's also kind of a form of bullying if you really want to get into it. And that crosses into, you know, some other territories legally that could be issues, you know, and, and that's the one thing I will say is what comes over time with experience, especially like, high performance retail management is you get attuned to so many things. It's kind of like native Americans being, you know, really in tune with nature and, and all that. If you've been in retail long enough, you become in tune with people and things that could happen down the road. It's almost like a retail version of minority report. <laughs> you, it's like you can predict the crimes before they happen because you've done it for so long and you see the patterns and, and you got to be careful too, because, you know, if you're not in a position of management or maybe you're like, maybe you're an assistant manager, right? And maybe you have a store manager that doesn't really listen to you too much and they just want to do their own thing. You still got to keep your guard up because chances are every one of us 
at some point in time have pinpointed somebody in our buildings that wound, that was nuts that really wound up being nuts. And something happens and all of a sudden you're like, well, that's not surprising. Saw that coming. And you, you've got, you, you got to be able to identify that. And right now the world is so absolute batshit. It's even more important that you know who may be the loose cannon and who's not. Cause there's a lot of angst and a lot of anger out there right now. And if you, if you really don't have your finger on the pulse of the people in your building, Ooh, that could come back to bite you real bad. Blame tag says, I wrote that in the serving times, God skills you don't know you have. Human behavioral expert, self-plug. Yes, and that is correct. That is correct. We talked about that, you know, in the episode about the manager in your uh, head, the job that you can't quit. What's up, Erica? Greetings. Um, that's a skill that you get and you never asked for it. You didn't want it. And once you get it, you can't get rid of it and you hate it. It is awful. I wish to God I could just go work and be numb to everything and go home. I hate, 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 hate when you, when you see all the flags and you're like, Oh, this is going to be bad and you can't do a damn thing about it. So you just got to sit back and eat your popcorn and watch it go down. And then, you know, sometimes shit happens and you're like, watching people like well we didn't see that coming i'm like mm-hmm, okay just keep my mouth shut keep it moving nothing to see here and and so you're you're a hundred percent right blame tag a hundred percent right because that and that skill is what allows you to identify the people that we're talking about and shoot that down you know because there's a behavioral pattern with it because what'll happen is you'll get those kind of people and then finally one day they'll have a conversation with you and you'll put them in their place and they'll get all butthurt about it, right? And pout. And lots of times, their performance gets worse. And it only got worse because they didn't get their way. They, they didn't get that acknowledgement that, oh, they're so great. Not realizing they're not that great. And I'm sorry, you know, everybody that's been a manager for the most part that I know has earned that by, for some reason, right? I swear to God, people that go around that are subordinates, that that have no title, have never been a manager, are not fucking qualified to say that somebody's a shitty manager. I'm sorry. You might not like the person. That's different. But that has you, you got no right to be talking how somebody's a crappy manager if you don't know what it entails. Nine times out of ten, those people are complaining because something inconvenienced them, not because of the manager. And that's the thing. Stay in your lane. You're hired to do a job. If you're hired to be, you know, um, a stalker, just be a stalker. Okay? That's all you're supposed to do. There's a set of guidelines on how you're supposed to do it policy just go do it if you're hired to you know be a backroom coordinator at like some of these bigger retailers hey there there's a certain set of things that you have to do to make sure your job's done do them stay in that lane uh if you're working you know in logistics and you're a packer and your entire job is you you pack boxes 
you're giving, given a job description, what you're supposed to do, go do it. You know, um, not policy job responsibilities, I guess is the best thing, Erica. Um, and that's another thing. If, if, if you take a job and nobody explains to your responsibilities, well, if you, if you screw up, I mean, whose fault really is that? Right. <laughs> I mean, and you know, but you're given a position. If you're a stalker, that doesn't mean that you're a department head because they're two different things. If you're, um, a cash office person, you're a cash office person. You know, basically you're a bookkeeper. You're not a manager. You, 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 you do what your job entails and leave the managing to the people with the titles. Now, there's nothing wrong with being an employee and disagreeing with your manager. That's fine. You, 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 you can do that. But be, be adult about it. Be professional about it. And if you have, I had uh, somebody I worked with at Guitar Center. His whole thing was, if you have a complaint, bitch up. And what he meant that by that was, okay, if you have a problem, go to the boss above you. Don't bitch sideways. Don't complain to somebody who may be on the same level that you're pissed about. Go up. Now, if you don't have enough balls to go up the ladder and have a serious conversation based on performance, based on work-related things rather than your attitude and you may not like somebody, maybe you don't need to be in the position you're in to begin with. Uh, Micah says, how about they keep changing and adding to your responsibilities? Um, What do you mean? Do you mean the person who thinks they're your boss or what? Blaine Tag says, uh, my boss is newish and keeps saying she considers me more her boss than she mine, and I have to keep telling her I'm not comfortable with that, that dynamic. And that's the right thing to do, Blaine Tag. You know that. You've been around a while. I mean, you don't want that responsibility. It's not your responsibility. Um, You're just, although that is something interesting because I, I assume there was some training involved there, right? So that's another hard part. If you're not a manager and you're training managers, that, that is, that is irritating. That's, that's pretty bad. It's not fun for anybody. Uh, Irish says at least 30% of the managers I've worked with got the job, not because they were competent, but because of in-house politics. Well, yeah, that happens. I mean, that, that really does. We, Hey, look, that's a good example. We've all worked places where we saw people get promoted and we're all like, what, why, you know, and, and nine times out of 10, those end poorly. You might have the person that promoted them, try to float them for a while, but that's where these friendships come to an end because there's this thing called self-preservation. And if a manager is a buddy with somebody and they promote them and eventually their boss says, Hey, look, it's either you or this person. Guess what? Bye-bye friends. You're gone. You know, it's, it's not, and, and that's the dangerous part of that. I've seen that happen. It, th- that's ugly. You know, you've got lifelong, you know, relationships that get busted because some idiot decided to promote their bud and their bud failed. And, uh, yeah, then you had to cover Peter Griffith, Peter Griffin and Lurch. Yeah, mad dog, but they still there. They still kicking it. Still doing the thing. Blame tag says, yeah, she's new to the company. I'm basically training her. Yeah, that, and that's hard. You know, that's something that I think should be looked at, actually. 
Um, I think that if you have to train a man, let, let's say you've got a new manager coming in and they're trying to familiarize a new manager with each department. I think there should be like a pay differential that if somebody who is not a manager is training a manager on that job, the person that's training deserves a bump in pay for the duration of time they are training. Because guess what? It's not your job. It's not your job to train a manager. It's it's not. And uh, because that takes you away from your duties and you're also, it's, it's extra stress on you because you're like, well, I got to get everything right and blah, blah, blah. But if you are an underling and you're having to train a key carrier or a manager, you should get like for the period of time where they're doing that, whether it be two weeks, a, a week, whatever, you should get like a bump in pay. That needs to happen because that's not right. And Erica, you're right. After so many years in the retail world, world, you're on autopilot. You don't get paid to think. That's true. Because everything becomes instinctual, too. And that, that goes straight back to the whole behavioral concept. Uh, that many years, you are on autopilot. Everything becomes just natural, and it's fluid. It's, you know, the these are things that you just you just can't shake. And I will tell you, you know, it, it is hard shutting the manager part off. And I think the smartest thing, the smartest approach is, is, you know, you might have people that you work with that you, I'm not, I don't think mentor is the right word, but you share stories and, and you share experiences you went through, you know, as something for maybe somebody who's coming up through the ranks who has a really bright future. I mean, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I don't want keys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I possess a lot of knowledge and I got no problem sharing that knowledge with somebody if they want it. Right. You know, and because there's a lot of things that you just learn over time. It, and it's not because I'm special because all of us have been a manager for how, for any amount of time, I say five years plus you've learned things that new managers don't know. And you could be, you know, the things you have learned could be of value to them for their future because, you know, as humans, we learn something new every single day, you know, and you're foolish if you ever feel like that you know it all, because we don't. We all, I mean, I just learned how to pronounce a word here tonight. Yeah. So, um, but there's nothing wrong with taking lessons that you've learned and sharing them with people and, and you know, letting them know that it's it's not the gospel. I mean, it's not like that everywhere. You know, but certain scenarios and situations and things to look out for and, and you know, things to be mindful of. And, you know, that's kind of like using your power for good instead of evil, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're doing it with the right person. And, um, you know, lots of times, you know, what I've seen is there's managers out there who are great, you know, that are coming up the ranks that... I will say this. The one thing I see lacking is um, anger. And and I don't mean that in like being raging or anything like that. I think that you have to have a good balance of being a great person and a great leader, but being able to be mean when you need to be mean and when you're forced to be mean. And that's a hard thing to instill into people because sometimes you just got to, 
that self-preservation thing as these people you come across move up you know through the ranks if they don't have somebody kind of telling them hey man mind your six there's going to come a time you're going to have to have difficult conversations and you're going to have to hurt people's feelings do it because if you don't those kind of people will run you over and wind up either running you off or taking your job you know Maiden says, oh, do you mean like going away to a manager training and your SM telling you not to remember what you're taught, that he'll teach you how to do things right for your store? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think I got that speech, too, actually, to be honest with you. That was the most toxic company I ever worked for. I just want to throw that out there. TJX uh, companies, y'all need to get y'all shit together. (laughs) If Mean Girls was a retailer, that'd be y'all. Just saying. Um, his way was the absolute wrong way to do it. Yeah, maiden, that that, that, that was some that was some BS. That place, I, I don't know, and it's 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 bad. Yeah, but but you know what? I've had that as well. Not just there. There have been trainings I went to where I was told when I get back, oh, well, that's not how we do it. I'm like, why'd you waste all that money to send me to training? Why? I mean, why? I mean, God, uh, Mad Dog. Look at all the the rainbows and unicorns we got taught out in at the Gaylord Texan in Texas. That that was like fantasy land because when we got back to the store, that sure as hell wasn't do it. You want to talk about somebody who was disconnected for what's going on in the building? That poor CEO had no idea the nonsense we were going through in the stores at all. Super nice guy, you know. It was like whatever. Um. Oh wow, hybrid. Yes, they are taught that behavior, if not encouraged. Iron Maiden is one hundred percent correct. Um, Hero says, uh, "What if you're just doing things the way you were trained to do, and it angers people?" All right, that's a good question. So there's there's also a trend in the industry. All right, and it's it's kind of a shame because it's misinterpreted, all right? I look at my upbringing in the business um, is was a lot harder than where I work now. Now, I will say this. When I first started my working career, I was in the business that I'm in now. And when I left that business, I said, well, if, it, it, if you can survive that business, you can survive anything. Well, many years later, I found that the converse of that is true. If you can survive what I call big boy, high-end, high-stress, high-performance retail, yes, you can survive anything. And But when you grow up in that kind of industry, standards are different, all right? They really are. It's, it's tighter, it's more specific, there's less margin for error, you're in businesses where sales do matter, you're not in locations where stores are just automatically going to print money. It's very bottom line focused, and you're taught specific skills to help prop these businesses up. Everything from, you know, how you properly set a planogram, everything from, okay, you need your labels left 
to right. You set a planogram, you know, certain ways, whatnot. And most of the bigger retail companies operate on systems that make you more efficient. Okay. And I can tell you that the business I'm in now is clueless to that efficiency. It's not a negative. Okay. It's just a difference in businesses. It's not saying this business is worse than the other. It's just saying that in, when you're in an industry where you sell necessities and, and it's just going to make money no matter what, some of those standards aren't as important because they're just planning on the money to be there. And, and they only worry about bigger things. They don't worry about little jobs and, and, and they don't worry about like, whereas I work for retailers where you could run sales reports that would narrow it down to a four foot section in your store in like one row of a planogram. I mean, you could drill in to, you know, that kind of data versus working in a business where it's not even a skew based inventory. It's just a dollar based inventory. And, you know, it, it makes money hand over fist. Shrink's never a problem if you're in a big location because the sales are there to compensate. However, in those businesses, they focus on bigger core departments, not like some of the smaller ones. But what happens is when you come from a business like retail, where you've been through this kind of training, where you have, you know, you live by the sword, die by the sword. I mean, people don't understand the biggest difference between the business I'm in now versus retail was I don't think a lot of managers in the business I'm in now have ever experienced being in a business where your numbers are good, your store looks great, everything's going fine, but you were basically told you could lose your job any day with one fuck up. Where where I'm at now, they don't have that at all. And because you don't see that stress in those people. Now, when you come from the business like this, to Hero's point, you've been taught things. You've been taught how to be efficient. You've been taught how to um, maximize your time. You You've been taught to work your schedule. You've been taught not to milk the clock. You've been taught things like, well, if I've got everything done, you know, you feel guilty because, you know, I'm not going to stand around and just waste somebody's payroll. If I've got nothing to do, I'm going home, you know, and these are these kind of things that, that, that are just there. They're beneficial. They will help any business that you go into. However, when you go into those kind of businesses and you've got long-term employees there, of that specific business do, do not come from the retail hellscape we've all come from. Your efficiency, your speed, your concepts on how to do things, um, all sorts of things, suggestions that you may make, questions that you may ask come across as bossy and come across as a negative to people. People get mad because there's this kind of culture where people will recognize that you're really good at what you do, but they hate it because they feel like it makes them look bad. That's not the intention. It's never the intention. The intention is just to go do the best job that you can go do. But there are people out there that push back against that and take it personally. Like somebody's trying to make somebody look bad. 
with not having any clue where we come from. And I kind of equate it to like if you went from like a corporate business to a family owned business, the country laid back or whatnot, and you came in with these quote unquote big city ideas. It's kind of like that. It's not that you're trying to harm anybody. And that's a misconception too, because there's a lot of people when I'm talking about dealing with employees who think they're the boss, that's different than you, you thinking people are bossy because they do things a different way. So there's got to be a division there. You have to understand what that is, you know, because if you don't, you know, that's everything. gets real fuzzy. Um, Let's see. Uh, Russell says, I'm just curious. At your store, do y'all get told to cut thinner during sales? My local store seems to do this during sales. Uh, no. No. Nope, nope, nope. And that's also, you know, it's one of those deals. I, I, I mean, it's hard, to, it, it's hard to explain. If you've worked in retail and you've experienced getting out of, like, really gut-wrenching PTSD-inducing retail into something like that, you understand if you've never done it, it's totally foreign. It's totally alien. People will not understand at all. And typically, you know, the people that feel that way about the things you say and the things you do, they'll, they'll never understand it ever. And they, they look at it like it's, um, like it's intentional. Like you're really trying to, to harm them or whatnot. You're not, you're just trying to do the best job that you can do. And you're not doing it to get a feather in your cap. You're not doing it to get a pat on the back because you've had enough of those through the years. You're not looking for, you know, hey, good job, Steve. Nope, nope, nope. I know when I'm good and I know when I suck. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need somebody to tell me either. And if I suck, I'll apologize. And uh, it's, it, I don't understand why people are so territorial about it. You know, sometimes if they would just listen to you, things would be easier. I mean, what's wrong with making your job easier? But there's a whole lot of industry-wide, period, people who like to stretch out projects to take up the, you know, their shift or whatnot. And I just, me personally, I can't do that. I just can't. I feel like as an obligation, and and this is a fault on my part because, you know, it's my hours, it's my paycheck or whatnot. But if I'm at a point where it's, I don't have enough time to get into a project that's going to take too long, or I feel like I've got everything done that needs to get done. I, I, it's like this moral obligation. I'm not going to waste so-and-so's payroll. I'm out. Bye. I'm going to save you some money. because, And that's just the manager of me. And I, and I hate it. I really do. It sucks. Because there's been plenty of times I've left early, you know, earlier than what I was scheduled because I didn't really have anything to do. Whereas there's people that I work with that would walk around for an hour just to kill time. Um, yeah, here it says, do not mess with go mode, Steve. Now this is a little side story. This is something that, that, um, Russell, you probably remember this pretty well. Maiden, you didn't have a lot of exposure to this because our business was different, but I'm one of those people that if I'm working, working, <laughs> I mean, like if I'm in my zone and I'm just busting ass and going, leave me alone. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Don't try to joke. Don't try to get me stuff. I'm just like, Ur. And, um, that's just how I am. 
So I don't know if any of you guys are like that. And, and you know, what's bad is because people like try to talk to you and stuff. Like when you're really, really focused, there's some people that it's okay with, you know, you know, obviously if your bosses come back and want to talk to you, they're your bosses. So you talk to them, you know, and, and no harm, no foul. But when you got people coming up with the chit chat and stuff, when you're busting ass, it's like, come on, man, let's go. So yeah, do not mess with go mode, Steve. And you know, it is kind of interesting. I'll be 52 years old this year, man. Do you know how just crazy it is to be that old and uh, outrun younger folk? Man, y'all, that's embarrassing, guys. That's embarrassing. So, yeah, fun stuff. Um, so that's about it for my TED Talk on that. Uh, you guys got anything? It just uh, irritates me that these people, you know, come at, some of us sideways thinking that they're better than us and whatnot. And it's like, man, I'm just here trying to do a job. I'm trying to live my best life right now. I, I don't want keys. I don't want to be in charge. I'll offer knowledge and I'll offer opinions if they're asked for, but I'm, I'm not the one who signs off on payroll. So my opinion don't mean shit. And I know that, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. You know, the problem is the ones who think their opinion should mean shit and get upset when they find out it really doesn't. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's fun stuff. No big deal there. But, um, what we got coming up in the next few weeks, uh, next Monday, I've got GM Reigns from Twitter. Uh, also the week after that, I believe, uh, I don't have the date in front of me. Um, we have, would you like shots with that? Who's going to be talking about the pharmacy documentary that they're doing? And then the final week of the month, we're going to have manager cranky, which you guys will enjoy greatly. She's awesome. I've been, you know, I finally like, okay, look, I know you're in another time zone in another country. We got to get this figured out because this will be fun. Now <clears throat> that also doesn't mean, you know, that means Wednesdays are open. So I may have some Wednesday things pop up. I, I don't know. So we'll see. Maiden says, well, and there's what I always call the old guard, which are the ones that have been there for a long time and can't adapt to new ways of doing things and won't listen, can't reason with, and you're just trying to do your job. Like, help me out here. I don't want to write you up. I really don't, but you're forced me to. Yeah, that, that, that's it. A lot of it has to do with the old guard. A lot, you know, you know, that whole old dog, new tricks thing. That's really true. And it's not that they can't be taught new tricks. They just don't want to be. Just don't want to be. And, and people don't understand, you know, like a lot of us in this chat, where we come from. I mean, there, <laughs> there are a lot of people I know that would not survive. They would not make it. They may think they can, but I'm telling you right now, they wouldn't even come close. Because, I mean, people do not understand if they have not worked in retail. And, and I mean like hardcore retail. And it's a whole different world if you're a manager, all right, because your head's on the chopping block 24-7. It, it is assholes and elbows all day. It is. It is just absolute chaos. And, you know, my heart goes out to many people right now in the business because y'all probably getting Christmas shit in right about now. And it's 8 billion degrees outside. Who here has got Christmas merchandise in? I'm just curious. Raise a show of hands. Because we're in July. I know Hobby Lobby's got Christmas trees in their back room, guaranteed. And Mad Dog, 
would uh when did we get Christmas trees at uh at home? I showed somebody all the trees I had to put together the other day, Mad Dog, and he's like, Oh my god, you had to do that? I'm like, Yep, and I said, and it was summer when I did that. Blame Texas, we're hitting back to school. All right, so July. So yeah, the Christmas tree should be coming to your local at home store. Um Russell's is July fourth of the week. Uh, hybrid says I'm getting all the holiday toys from last year. Um, blame tag. You are lucky as hell. Y'all don't put Christmas up until October. You've got to be kidding me. Um, that seems about right too, mad dog, because I was showing that picture to somebody the other day and yeah, the date was July. I mean, imagine being in the Southeast where the feels like temperature is like 130 <laughs> And you're in a store that has very poor ventilation anyway, and you've got to put together 20 or 30 Christmas trees in a day. You're hot, you're sweaty, you're covered in those little styrofoam balls, and then you're covered in, like, Christmas flocking for trees. Oh, it was fucking awful. And I'm going to go on record. Hobby Lobby killed Christmas for me. My family hates that. I still stand by my statement. I can go the rest of my life without having a Christmas tree and would not care. Just saying. Um... Summer goes out in January. Christmas goes out in July. All right, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, let's see. That's one thing I'm glad that I, I'm out of that mess now. I love what I do now. I'm not going to lie. I love what I do. I enjoy my job greatly. I really do. I have no complaints. I have a good time. I work with a good bunch of people. And guess what I don't have to do? Put together Christmas trees. Thank God. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Now, Halloween's different. I'll put out all the Halloween in the world. That's great because that's my wedding anniversary and it's uh, the best holiday as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah, those are good. Um, trying to think. There was something else I wanted to say before we got off here. I can't remember. Oh, uh, for those of you on Twitter, um, if you did not know and you follow, I would like to offer my condolences to... Uh, Karen Harrison, who just lost her mother. So if you're on Twitter and you didn't know that, go send her some well wishes. Um, we thinking of you. But yeah, so fun times. Fun times. Uh what we got here. Um, Russell, I don't miss hearing Mariah Carey for five months because Blame Tag and I, we we solved that equation. And speaking of which. I'm going to try somehow, some way. I got to reach out to somebody or maybe I need to learn animation between now and then. I don't know. The video that Mariah Carey did last year, Blame Tag, you know, right at the end of Halloween where she came out and smashed the pumpkins. We got to do something similar this year. We got to figure that out. We got to go all out for this shit. I mean, we had a good year last year with that, but that song's never going to die. So we got to keep pushing it. Anybody else got anything before we go? Karen in July. No. Um, no, no. Karen in any month sucks. Just saying. Going once, going twice. Anybody got anything they'd like to say? Hey, 
Only if you wear that Viking hat. Um, that would be good, Blaine Tyke. We've got to do something. We, we, we have got to do something to mirror that damn video and her maniacal laughter at, you know, being, you know, Mariah season. Oh, no, no, no. It's more like pariah season. Um, man, boy, we just missed a hashtag. Blame tag pariah season instead of Mariah season. Why did none of us think of that last year? We, 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 we got to get on that. So, all right, but we got some good stuff coming up. There'll probably be some Wednesdays. Um, if Iron Maiden can ever coordinate, <laughs> there may be a music podcast soon. Just saying, just giving you a hard time, Maiden. I know you got stuff going on in your own life. That's okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. She got sued over that song, but that it wasn't the same song. She's not going to lose. That was the, that was the worst thing ever. Ever. Oh, Hero is calling for Act Your Wage merch. Hmm. I know somebody. Blame tag, do you know somebody? <laughs> you should be good. Um, so yeah, next week, um, like I said, GM Rain's gonna be on. Uh she's got a lot of experience and a lot of different things. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation. Like I said, the one afterwards, we're gonna be talking with folks doing the documentary on the pharmacy business and then cranky um there may be things come up on wednesdays i don't know we'll see what happens and you know we got to try to get scott sisal eventually i don't know why he's scared to come on but blame tag we have a local comedy club you bet your ass if i see that scott sice is coming i'm going camera in hand so we're gonna get them one way or the other but anyway everybody thank y'all so much for being here uh if y'all have suggestions or things you want to talk about in the future please let me know. Um, if you got somebody that wants to be on the show, please let me know and we will go from there. So everybody have a great night. Stay safe. Uh, make sure that you guard yourself from monkeypox. And everybody have a great night. We'll see you next time.